My name is Aiden Million, and this is Quadcast. Quadcast is a weekly podcast series dedicated to highlighting the diverse, different, and impactful communities here on campus. More specifically, though, as a graduating fourth year, I created this series in honor of the many student leaders I saw on campus and the incredible communities they fostered while here. So every week, expect to hear a little conversation with UChicago students from all backgrounds and with all kinds of interests and hear how they chose to create and further the communities they belong to here on campus. Fantastic. All right, um, so this week I'm here with Lizzie Hunpatton, who is gonna tell us a little bit about an organization that she started called the UChicago Black Business Alliance. Um, thanks for joining me, Lizzie. I'm happy to be here, thanks for having me. Great, okay, so do you mind actually starting off by explaining a little bit about what the UChicago Black Business Alliance is and um, what it was like for you to start that organization? Yeah, so it's actually a relatively new RSO. We became an official RSO last spring, so a full year now. Um, and my co-president, Aya Pule, um, founded it with the mission of increasing um, professional resources and visibility of those resources to students of color on campus. And we also support black entrepreneurship in the south side of Chicago. Um, actually, one of our um, main partners is Black Owned Chicago, which is an organization that does just that. They support black entrepreneurs. And our sort of main piloting event was held um, in the spring when we were founded. We brought Hyde Park local business owners to talk about their experiences with things like gentrification and um, their identities as black entrepreneurs and what that means to them and how it's affected their um, professional careers and, and personal lives. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, so how many organizations have you kind of been able to interact with over the course of this process? Has it kind of, you know, how has the, your first year been, basically? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think we're always... Of course, in our, it's you know only been one year. We're in our infancy now. We're always looking for new organizations to partner with. Um, obviously, the most sort of um, typical partnership you would think of with an organization like this that supports professional resources for students of color would be um, companies. So we're always looking um, to sort of leverage the past contacts of um, either alumni of our board and or current students on our board um, to set up things like networking dinners and, and case workshops for our students. Um, but also we're looking to leverage the resources that are just um, sort of available to us because of, we're Chicago students. So um, we set up a mentorship relationship with the African-American MBA Association at the Booth School of Business. That's been um, a really great relationship that we founded um, for our students that can actually speak to and, and get advice from um, MBAs that have had a wealth of professional experience, not only as, you know, maybe... Um, professionals in a target industry of theirs, but also just black professionals in a target industry of theirs. And that representation is so important um, for students of color. And then also just partnering with um, different professors. So we had a recent event with um, Damon Jones, which has been, he's the first black economist I've ever met. Um, and for a lot of students that attended the event, the first black economist they've met as well. Um, he just talked to us about race representation within academia, um, his life as an economist, which was really um, eye-opening for us. And we're hoping to snag um, Professor Heather Caruso, um, who is probably, I think, the only black professor at Booth School of Business. Um, she is the executive director for um, the um, Center for Decision Research, which is incredible. Um, I'm actually taking a class from her right now, and it's the only time in my entire life that I'm taking a class from a black professor. So <laughs> um, it's pretty exciting stuff. That's fantastic. So what is the most meaningful conversation um, that you have had kind of over the course of this past year with someone that either you brought in as a speaker or maybe someone that, uh, you know, joined your organization? Kind of what was that like? 
for me, the most gratifying part about this organization is definitely the continued um, dialogue between the board and the students that attend our events and um, look to receive mentorship from us. Um, I think one resounding, unifying um, characteristic of all of us is that we've all been through recruiting processes as black students. Uh, we've definitely seen that sort of um, that initial blow when you walk into maybe like a super day or an initial interview where there's like no one black in the whole company. Um, I remember I first realized how important representation was within um, professional development when I had an interview for Bain & Company for um, a diversity program open to targeting black students, Latinx students, and Native Americans. And the only person of color in the whole office was the secretary. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting. I was like, I'm not even being interviewed by people of color for a program for people of color. Um, so I, and other board members, my co-president like, definitely all felt that sort of lack of representation in, in the professional careers we were already creating uh, and, and saw the need for this organization through that. Wow, that's incredible. Um, have you gotten the chance to work with a lot of first-year students or second-year students? I know there's a significant, like, there's been a significant increase in the number of black students on campus over the course of the last two years, and yeah. so I wonder what that's been like for you. Yeah, that, that increasing rate of black students on campus is the only thing that's going to keep this organization sustainable after we graduate. So because we were just founded last year, when Paul and I were ending our second years, um, most of the, the board's pretty top-heavy when it comes to, like, age of board members. So at the end of this year, about, like, maybe... Um, almost half of our board's graduating. So we're trying now more than ever to make the board as sustainable as possible, and that is led and spearheaded by first and second year students. Um, we've had the privilege of working with some really passionate first and second years um, who we've met through like recruiting workshops and, and programming events, um, who we hope will take on leadership roles um, by the end of this year, and we're really excited to, to see some of them come out. Um, and that's only possible through, of course, the University of Chicago um, bringing in more black students. Um, it's just, it's crazy. I knew, I know how little black students there are. Just, I, I work in admissions, so do you. We know the numbers. Um, but like, just going going to things like the RSO Fair at the beginning of the school year and seeing um, how little your target audience is um, in a sea full of clubs, all, you know, it's, it's very sort of... Um, eye-opening um but we hope that and it is an increasing there is an increasing amount of black students on campus but also to think about the fact that like among that small population there's a, just a, a a few amount of people who are interested in business and interested in entrepreneurship so it's it's a, it's a small target audience but um we're trying to we're trying to um work with as many people as we can yeah do you uh see the black business alliance you know uh, providing mentorship resources or career resources to students who are also not in business, for example, you know, for black students who might be interested in, you know, leveraging the cover letter writing skills or the resume writing skills that you teach to your business um, kind of members um, and being able to leverage those skills in other careers? Yeah, I actually am, it's the hope of um, me make a president to make BBA as professionally diverse as possible. Um, you and I are both aware how professionally narrow-minded this school is. A lot of students at the school think the only two jobs in the world are consulting and investment making, and I think that's very detrimental to one's own um, outlook for their career. Um, we tried to build our board um, with students that are accomplishing things in a variety of different industries and, and target um, careers, and we hope to attract other students seeking mentorship that have professionally diverse um, interests. Um, in fact, we just had a recruitment workshop and there was a student who reached out who was interested in law, but I had no board members um, that are pre-law or interested in going to law school. So I made a point to find someone within OBS leadership 
that um, is thinking about law school and could give her help with cover letter writing and and things of that nature. So I'm hoping to connect um, all students, regardless of um, of career choice, because I think the main mission of BBA is to build not only a community of students of color, but a network as well. And that's whatever that may be um, pertaining to one's um, career choice. Yeah, Yeah. that's fantastic. Um, Do you see kind of expanding partnerships with groups like uh, OBS, so that's the Organization of Black Students, or um, partnering with OXA, which is the African and Caribbean Students Association in the future? Oh, of course. Um, We have found great success partnering with OBS in the past. Um, Their leadership um, has been so um, gracious in providing a sounding board for our ideas and and sort of um, encouraging their members to come to our events and, and helping us market their our events to their own communities and vice versa. Um, and we hope to do the same with other groups, um, other organizations um, providing resources for students of color because um, it's, I think, in the best interest of all students of color to go to school, to go to a school that um, has a whole host of resources, um, whether that's targeted or not, towards students um, interested in careers outside of academia um, or just students looking to find community here. And I think um, even if you're not really interested in building your resume or, or looking um, to do internships outside of research, you still would want um, students of color um, within your community to have those resources. So um, it's a unifying um, trait that um, brings us all together and I, I hope will um, drive future partnerships. In the future. Yeah. Um, so what would you say was the biggest challenge you had that you faced creating this organization? Yeah, so I think what my co-president and I um, were vastly unaware of was um, the sort of um, political landscape of student government, what it takes to become an official RSO. Um, so in hindsight, and I understand that to become an official RSO, you have to prove um, to you Chicago that you're providing something unique to its student body and, and it'll um, benefit um, students, of course. Um, when we came forward with our mission statement and our, and our bylaws, um, I think student government's initial reaction is that there are already so many pre-professional um, organizations like Women in Business, we already have UCIB, we have um, the Blue Chips, we have Egger Consulting, why do we need another club just helping students um, develop their um, professional skills? Um, and what we had to sort of emphasize is that it's a whole different ballgame for a student of color navigating these um, these recruiting processes. Um, and also, there are so many peer institutions with similar organizations, like um, Black business associations at um, Wharton and Yale and Harvard, like UChicago was lagging behind before this um, RSO um, was formed. So we just had to sort of um, push back with all of these sort of facts and and experiences of our board members. Um, And and we became official, um, obviously. Um, But that was definitely um, an initial hiccup for us. Yeah. And kind of on the flip side, what was the most rewarding uh, experience you've ever had kind of in this process working with, um, you know, now you're, you're several, like many members and your full board? Um, the most, the most um, gratifying um, moment for me was probably, um, this sounds so cliche and, and unimportant, but our study break. We had a study break um, last quarter, starting off winter quarter, and we just wanted to get as many um, members of our list hope let's host out as possible. So we did sort of a kickoff to um, Black History Month. Um, We were catered by um, Black-owned businesses, Mickey's um, Grill and Lighthouse Whole Whole Food Grill. Um, 
and we just wanted to bring out black students to come celebrate um, the past achievements of, of VBA and also invite other people to join our list host and celebrate um, Black History Month with us. And we had a resounding success. We had a lot of people I've never seen before who were on our list host, but were just like sort of lurking in the background come out. Um, and, it, and it showed um, great um, potential for future events. Yeah, I did a lot of, a lot of, um, I had a lot of great conversations with first and second years um, who were really excited to um, come to school with an organization like this. Um, so it sort of, it sort of solidified those, those, um, that um, need to have VBA be on this campus. That's phenomenal. Um, and I guess looking towards the future, what is something that you want to accomplish next year that you haven't gotten the chance to accomplish this year? Since I know you still have a full year at the University of Chicago after this. I do. Um, I think next year for Poole and I will be extremely crucial in making BBA sustainable um, and successful organization long after we graduate. Um, something we haven't accomplished yet, but we hope um, is extremely successful is our event plan for fall. Um, we haven't sort of rolled it out yet. We haven't done any marketing for it, but we're planning on having a large conference um, for students and professionals and entrepreneurs alike to come and and celebrate the successes of the Black community and their and their um, professional accomplishments. We're um, partnering with Black Owned Chicago, the uh, partnership we had um, for last spring to invite um, Black entrepreneurs all around Chicago to come. It's sort of like a um, Black um, mass TED Talk event. And there will be a student panel um, where we'll have students talk about their experiences um, as Black students navigating internships and maybe um, startups um, that we hope will be pretty successful and, and bring a, a lot of great students out. That's phenomenal. That's really, really exciting. Given the success that you've had this year and given some of the fantastic ideas that you have um, for next year, what are the ways that you hope to incorporate even more people into the organization in, in, in the future? We hope to we hope to spearhead more partnerships with a variety of different companies. So we, we've talked about before how professionally narrow-minded the school is, but we really want BBA to spearhead diversity inclusion efforts of, in all forms that includes professional diversity. Um, and then also just making sure we get a lot of first years and second years um, in the foundations of this organization. So that's led by holding um, board positions open only to first and second years. Like we did started that um, at the end of last quarter and we hope to atta- retain that um, first year representative board position um, we have. And then also just um, finding more community um, partnerships. Black on Chicago has been a great um, and successful partnership we've, we've maintained, but also looking for more um, and seeing what else we can do to help Chicago and its entrepreneurship seen be more diverse and representative of what it can be yeah no that's great and do you mind actually talking to me a little bit about some of you mentioned a couple of your own experiences kind of going through the recruiting process as you know a, a black woman um you know do you mind speaking to a couple more of those experiences and maybe something where you felt like you were really supported or or you know a, a corporate uh partnership or a corporate um initiative that particularly worked well for you? Yeah, so I think a lot of students of color um, are cognizant of or may have um, been a part of um, any sort of diversity events that a lot of like big banks and consulting firms um, and large um, corporations um, hold at their like headquarter offices. I've done a few um, for a few banks and I've done a diversity program for um, a consulting firm, but um, the one that stuck out to me the most was definitely um, the one I did at the firm I'm going into next, this summer, um, Morgan Stanley's um, Women's Diversity event. Um, and 
I have never felt so um, supportive, supported by um, like upper level management of my passion for diversity and inclusion than um, through the recruiting process for Morgan Stanley. So um, I had my super day um, for the division I'm going into and it all went well. Like obviously I got the offer after, um, but what really stuck out to me is that um, the head of the division who gave me my offer um, mentioned on the phone, he was like, I know I didn't get to interview with you, but um, I heard from a lot of people who did interview that you're really passionate about diversity and inclusion. So this is just like an old white man who like, <laughs> I was like really curious as to where he was leading with this. Um, but he goes, I actually happen to know and I'm great friends with the global head of diversity and inclusion for Morgan Stanley. I would love to connect you someday. Um, and that really did it for me. I was like, all right, I'll be accepting this offer. <laughs> um, but that was definitely, um, that was a positive, um, a positive experience about um, representation in um, my professional life. Um, and I've, I've had a few negative ones, but um, I think the wins, the wins outweigh the losses and, and sort of, it's the, it's in, um, it's, it's the job of someone of color navigating these recruiting professional experiences to sort of go where they know they'll be supported by. Um, their management and, and other coworkers and go where um, they know they can enact change for um, people of color coming after them. Yeah. yeah. And you've mentioned that, you know, you have had some negative experiences in certain of these cases. And what is advice that you would give to yourself, um, you know, now that you are on this side of it, um, when you face those challenges? And what's advice that you would kind of give to people who might end up in similar situations? Yeah, so I would definitely um, sort of give the advice to not let these experiences define you and your self-worth and your your value add to any given organization. I remember I was um, doing a mock interview um, for a bank, I won't mention the name, um, but I remember the manager asked me to give my sort of elevator picture, like what I thought to be my best attributes. Um, and I finished um, I finished my little, my, my platform and he mentioned, oh, like you didn't mention anything about um, being black and what that means to you and or like it's a, you mentioned that you're Nigerian so I'm sure you've had some experiences being um, the daughter of an immigrant like all of these things could help add color to your um, to your story um, so he was definitely trying <laughs> he was definitely yeah. trying um, to force me to sort of fit a stereotype or, or a perception he had of yeah. someone that looks like me or is from where I'm uh, from where I'm from um, so I that was very shocking to experience firsthand I l walked away from that experience feeling bad about myself um, feeling like all I am is the daughter of an Nigerian immigrant um, to these people um, but I just made it a priority to not want to work places like that or to not want to be viewed by people um, like that and some people don't have the privilege um, to make these to make these decisions um, Sometimes you only get one offer, and that offer happens to be from <laughs> someone you had a bad recruiting um, process with. Um, but, you know, as long as you make your happiness and your self-worth a priority, I, I think that um, navigating recruiting processes um, might not be easier, but it'll it'll make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Them, yeah. I also think it's incredibly ironic that he used uh, a <laughs> can add color to your experiences. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, but I guess that really goes to show that I think as long as you, is finding ways to find people who believe in you and who mm -hmm. support you and who can kind of guide you through this process. Um, no, that's fantastic. So I know Pule um, wasn't able to make it. Um, can you speak a little bit to what the co-president relationship is like at BBA and how that's allowed your organization to grow? Yeah, so it definitely helps that Pule and I are like great friends. We met in the admissions office 
um, first year when we were hired as tour guides because we were only, like, one of the very few black people in the room. <laughs> um, so our, our relationship started um, off to a great, a great start. Um, and we were f- friends long before we, um, he, had the de- he had the idea to start this RSO, and I was very flattered that he cherry-picked me as his co-president. And we've, have, we've had a great working um, professional and, um, and social relationship um, through BBA. Um, and also it's because BBA has probably been the most gratifying part of both of our college experiences. It's been a very great, really amazing sort of um, sort of connector. Um, and I think it definitely shows through in, in our um, board relationships. We sort of built our board. Um, we built our board from people, not only that we're friends, but people we're inspired by. Um, there are a lot of board members that I that are on the BBA board that I just approached because I was just in awe of their accomplishments um, on this campus and in their professional lives. Um, and so we have a lot of um, mutual respect and adoration um, within our organization. I think um, I would love to foster that and, and continue to grow that. And it's definitely spearheaded by Paul and I's mutual relation, mutual, um, our relationship of mutual respect and adoration. So thank you so much for answering so many of my questions. And it's really exciting what you've been able to do with the Chicago Black Business Alliance. And I think we're all really excited to see how it grows in the future. But yeah, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Fantastic.